Flavors and Knowledge is a bilingual podcast focusing on gastronomic education in relation to a healthy lifestyle through Food First. Our philosophy carries a moral obligation of sharing sensible knowledge to generate social awareness. Podcasts are in English with an accent and Italian. Hello friends, welcome back to Flavors and Knowledge. I'm Chef Walter. Today we're going to be talking about cacio e pepe, this wonderful pasta dish from Rome and surrounding area, which is becoming so popular all across the globe. And so we seem to discover new dishes every time someone travels abroad, or a blogger features a new something on Instagram. It is the case of this Roman dish, traditional in all senses symbol of the capital city, and now a trendy pasta in most restaurants. It originated among the pastures during the seasonal movements of livestock, a process called transumanza, meaning the moves from one region to another, seeking better and prosperous fields for the animal feed. During the long migration of the flock, the shepherds of the Roman countryside brought with them various ingredients, such as guanciale, also known pork cheek, which is used to make the classic amatriciana, as you know, and tornarelli pasta. Tornarelli pasta look like spaghetti, longer and thicker than angel hair, and a little bit skinnier than linguine. And when I make them with egg, its strands are chewy and it will hold the cooking very well. These days, many restaurants use spaghetti and dime authentic, but tonarelli was the original pasta of choice for the cacio e pepe. Shepherds carried cheese with them, made from sheep's milk, and during the stops through their journey, sold the cheese to local markets they visited. The last ingredients they carried with them was black pepper. As you can see, only three ingredients. There is a reason they chose these three ingredients. Black pepper stimulated the heat receptor and helped the shepherds to protect themselves from the cold. Aged pecorino keeps for a long time. And pasta guarantees the right amount of carbohydrates and calories. The dish, which over the years has spread from the Lazio countryside to the mountain of Abruzzo in Umbria, leaped and transformed itself from a frugal meal to a dish typical of Roman taverns. According to tradition, the tavern keepers at the time were careful to serve a dry cacio e pepe to stimulate business. The more cacio e pepe they ate, the more wine they drank. And so cacio e pepe looks and tastes elegant, but with the ingredients and cooking techniques, it's really very simple and it's based on essential. As with the signature dish of any cuisine, American chefs are trying to one-up the original 
by putting creative twist on the classic, and cacio e pepe has not escaped the strength. Some restaurants go for the presentation, tossing it in an enormous bowl made of cheese and serving it hot on the spot. Others slip extra ingredients into the sauce, such as cream, olive oil, and butter. And while a palate most accustomed to Italian-American cuisine might think that that makes the dish more decadent, the taste bud of an authentic Italian will say it does not. This particular practice will dilute the overall dish. If you use a top quality cheese and lots of pepper, you can master the recipe the way it was intended, which was without the use of butter and cream. You can also find cacio e pepe in risotti and pizza formulation. Delicious, but not quite what the humble Italian shepherds had in mind. This traditional pasta dish is dear to the Lazio region, with just three ingredients that pack a lot of flavor, making it all about the techniques. And so, pasta, cheese, and pepper. It looks easy, but those who have tried to make this dish at home often find difficulties. Too salty, perhaps, sticky texture, and a poorly blended sauce are the most common problems for first-timers. Don't despair. That is why I'm here, and that is why you're listening to this podcast. The best way to prepare a perfect cacio e pepe is to follow the traditional recipe to the letter, paying close attention to all the steps that transform a simple dish of pasta with cheese into a veritable masterpiece. Step 1. Make the cacio. Just remember, cacio means cheese in Roman uh, dialect. To prepare a good, creamy and flavorful cacio e pepe, the choice of cheese is fundamental. According to the traditional recipe, it needs to be pecorino romano, also known as cacio. This aged sheep cheese has very ancient origins and produced and appreciated since the Roman times. It is a condiment by nobles and is a staple source of nutrition for legionnaire soldiers who use the cheese to fortify their bread and the farro soup that they ate during the wartime. The secret of cacio e pepe lies both in the ingredients and in the chef's ability to prepare it. Fundamental to this typical dish of famous Roman cuisine is the mixing of the ingredients to get the famous cremina, the little cream that you need to blend with the pasta. And finding the right balance between the cheese and cooking water is a little bit difficult. To make the ingredients amalgamate into a smooth cremina, Add just the right amount of cooking water, alternating it with pecorino to get the proper consistency. Many will argue that the best way is to finish the cooking of the cacio e pepe in a pan to allow the spaghetti to release the starch, which is fundamental for the sauce to blend perfectly. Remember that the original recipe does not include oil, butter or cream, and to make the cremina you only need the right amount of water, pasta water in this case, and the grated cheese. Those are the crucial steps. Beside having a sharp flavor that embraces others, cacio turns uh, into a velvety cream when it's mixed with boiling water. To make sure not to get it wrong, use the same amount of water in pecorino, 
so you would do a 50-50. Mix them very delicately in the same bowl where you will be pour the al dente pasta once it's done. Step two is to make the pepper broth. This is a straightforward step that will make your cacio e pepe intensely aromatic. To prepare it, crack some peppercorn with a knife and eat them in a pan with a ladle of water from the pasta pot for as long as the pasta needs to cook. Then pour the spaghetti tonarelli drained well before the recommended time into this peppered water. So as you can see up to now you need the cremina, the cheese, melted with the water and you need to toast the black pepper. And you toast the black pepper as I said in a hot pan adding some of the water. Step 3 is to cook the pasta. I personally use tonarelli, but you can substitute tonarelli with spaghetti if you cannot find them. You of course have to cook them al dente, firm to the bite. Strain and reserve some of the water. Then I continue cooking pasta in a white saucepan for a little longer with the pepper broth and a bit of the pasta water itself. Once reached the proper cooking firmness, carefully mix the pasta in a bowl where I have prepared the cacio cream. As I said, the traditional cacio e pepe uses tonarelli or spaghetti, but over the years I've combined various shapes of pasta with the sauce. Like all things Roman, cacio e pepe also thrives on controversy and interpretation. Tonarelli, rigatoni, spaghetti, or even mezze maniche. Lately, the use of tagliolini and alla chitarra has been widespread. The right pasta will absorb the just amount of sauce not too dry or not too sloppy. My only recommendation is not to waste time before digging in. One of the strong suits of cacio e pepe is the creaminess of the cheese as it melts and it blends with the pasta. If you let it cool too much, the soft cream will become a sticky mixture that will trap the pasta. So prepare it only when you can eat it immediately. It is so good that you won't be able to keep from devouring it on the spot. Cacio e pepe is a symbol of the Rome, like the Colosseum, and it's of course an institution. It embodies the soul of a city devoted to grandeur and majesty, but which never forgets the people, the simplicity of the Rocco's neighborhood. There are dozens and dozens of versions, some admit to being adaptation, others insist that they are the original recipe. If you are in Rome, you can find cacio e pepe in all trattoria. They all have one thing in common though, they all claim that they're the best. And so you make sure of that. Or otherwise, try one sample at home and let me know how you make out. And that does it for this episode of Flavors and Knowledge about cacio e pepe, one of the trendiest pasta that you can find in most restaurants. Always remember, it is so simple, that is why it's difficult. Follow this podcast on your preferred platform or on anchor.fm and subscribe to our videocast on YouTube under the channel of Chef Walter Cooking School. If you're cooking cacio e pepe tonight, always remember, keep your eyes on the fire and we'll connect next time. Ciao, ciao.
Flavors and Knowledge is brought to you by Chef Walter's Cooking School in Cranston, Rhode Island. For classes, workshops, events, and programs, please visit our website at chefwalterscookingschool.com. For all other services offered by Chef Walter's Food Group, check out our main website, chefwalter.com.